Good morning, WrestleZone. Welcome back. It is Tuesday morning here. I am Nick Hausman at WZ Rebel over on Twitter, and I am joined today in the co-host seat by our good friend from OneWrestling.com. It is Big Ray Hernandez. Big Ray, welcome back to WZ Daily. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Mark of the Masters, the man with the plan. Big Ray here to stay to talk some wrestling today here on your WZ Daily. What's going on, boss man? Oh, yeah, I know, right? I'm in charge now. That's very weird still. Um, <laughs> do, I, I wanted to congratulate you. Uh, you know, I didn't have I had the opportunity to personally do it, but I wanted to do it on air, man. You put in a lot of work. And uh, you've brought this thing to uh, to a nice level, and I'd like to say you put together a pretty good team here, brother. So uh, congratulations uh, to you. Thank you, Ray. Yes, uh, the best is yet to come. I'm trying not to dwell on this too hard here because uh, it just means there's more work to be done. And uh, we certainly have some work to get to here today. Uh, as Ray and I are recording this, the GFW media call takes place in 27 minutes with Ethan Carter III. He is the special guest today. So we have to be done by then so I can jump off and I can uh, go record that call. And I may even jump in and ask a question as well. You will not be on this call, Ray. You're sending somebody else to cover for you because you've got, what, a more important thing to do? Well, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, one of my best friends, uh, his his dad passed away. So I got to go spend some time with the family. and I'm going to be busy the next two days with that. All right. Well, now I feel like a dick. I apologize. That's no, it, it, you didn't know, dude. It's no. not your fault. It is no. what it is. It's life. I thought you were going to say you had to work or something. That's awful. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very sorry to hear that, Ray. <laughs> I'm very, very sorry it's, to hear that. It's okay, brother. I appreciate it, man. Uh, well, let's, let's, uh, let's lighten it up a little bit here. We have some good news from the world of pro wrestling. Before we get into our four big matches, we have four matches here today. We're going to grapple with different pro wrestling news topics. Uh, I want to congratulate Mike and Maria Bennett Canellis. Uh, they have announced they are going to be parents, Ray. They're going to be like you. They're going to have a child in this world. Wow, it's, it's like the WWE is is just uh, spawning all these these beautiful children. Love is in the air. Is 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 it possible that John Cena and Brie are next? Uh, may, may, John Cena and Nikki, first of all. John I'm sorry, Nikki. Oh my God, that would that would be a real problem if it's John Cena and Brie. Excuse maybe, me. Maybe this is why he had to leave SmackDown for Raw. Am I right? Uh, Allegedly. <laughs> Uh, no, may, would John and Nikki look if it'd make a good story arc for uh, Total Bellas? They'll probably have a kid. And that is, oh, oh God! That is isn't that isn't that horrible on so many levels? That is literally why I think John, John would be like, you know what? If you're gonna have fun doing a reality show and being pregnant, then yeah, let's have a kid. That's a good. I'm, I'm all about it. What? It's not like he can't afford having a kid. He'd be a fine dad, I'm sure. John Cena would. I think he would be an awesome dad. He'd be like the. I wonder if, like, he doesn't want to have a kid because the pressure of John Cena as a dad would just maybe be too much. Could he live up to what John Cena as a dad expectations would be? Listen, let's keep this short, man. With John Cena, all he's done, uh, the, the microscope that he's on, uh, under, excuse me, if he hasn't done anything, you know, to uh, besmirch the name of John Cena by now, I think he's fine. My, uh, I got to get Liz back on. We're gonna get, Me and Liz are doing an event this week. I'm going to talk about it at the end of the show, a wrestling event, so you guys will get to hear Liz soon. But we were watching Raw last night, and it like just dawned on her. She's like, John Cena dresses like a seven-year-old. I was like, yeah, that's his thing. He's that's a, his gimmick. He is a giant seven-year-old. That is John Cena. So anyway, uh, congratulations, Mike and Maria. Let's get to the pro wrestling news here. Uh, every day we grapple with the pro wrestling news topics of the day in different matches. And in our first match here today, we are going to grapple with Enzo. What do we know about Enzo? Current Cruiserweight champion kicked Neville in the balls at no mercy to win that title. Very heelish way to end that, uh, win that title there. Twist your 
Uh, last night on Raw, he asked Kurt Angle if an order could be issued uh, that if anybody touches him, because he was so concerned about his safety, uh, that he those people would then forfeit their cruiserweight title shot if somebody touched him. So at the end of the show, main event, Neville comes out, confronts him. Enzo's talking a lot of smack. Enzo attacks him. Then the whole cruiserweight division comes down. Raw camera cuts, right? And after the show goes off the air, this Raw Fallout uh, video that I highly encourage you watching on their YouTube page, or of course, WrestleZone, it's up on the front page there as well. Braun Strowman comes out. Like oh, par- God. Parts- Have you seen this? No, I didn't see it, bro. I've been running around all morning. Oh, my God. Go find this video. So after the show goes off the air, like mm-hmm. Enzo's laying in a pile, right? Because Neville's just destroyed this man and kicked paper right. out his throat. Then you hear... Braun, and all the cruiserweights are out there, right? And Braun, like, parts them, like Moses in the sea. They all just part as Braun Strowman just walks through the middle. Again, there was, like, another cool, like, eye exchange with Braun and Neville where they were, like, not of respect, which I thought was badass. I like that these two are are friends. And Braun gets in the ring, destroys poor Enzo again, power slams him, and then he gets out and he looks at all the cruiserweights and he's like, he's all yours. And he leaves all the cruiserweights. This is a five-minute segment. This wow. goes on. All the cruiserweights get in the ring and like a hot potato, Enzo like kind of gets to his feet and stumbles around as they're all punching him and kicking him in the face. And then, man, whatever. There was a double drop kick. Uh, Cedric hit the lung blower. Ali, I, I had to stop watching just before the end because it was five minutes long. I, didn't get, I just know everybody probably hit their finisher on Enzo throughout this. Uh, I remember Kendrick doing a, a long helicopter spin on him. It was, I mean, they, they, they murderized this guy. Why did Raw not end with this? Ray, I have no idea why. Because it was, I mean, first of all, what did you think from what you saw on Raw? What was your take on that closing main event angle? Well, Nick, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, Jesus. What do we have over here? I hate, I hate how much you sound like Enzo right now. What do we have here? Oh a couple, what, what, a couple reporters? No, a little relevance in CC over there in the cruiserweight division. But a boom, double turn in the room. How you doing, oh dude? God. Let me tell you something, brother. Oh I am super, super happy with what they did here. And I got to be honest with you, my friend. I love. The fact that they ended the show this way. Some people may not like it. I loved it. And I love the fact that, yes, now now finally, everybody can hate Enzo legitimately. That's the smartest okay. thing in the world to do. Is that the point? I don't know. I'm torn on this. I guess I, I really have to see where it goes because, man, this could really go anyway. For me, just on like a structural like wrestling booking basis, mm-hmm. I was like, why is... Enzo, the beloved babyface, now a heel, and Neville, the best heel, legitimate heel they had in the company, now a babyface. He can still be. He can still have heel tendencies, but, but just it won't be, be. It won't be the same now. Like, why even? I, I didn't get it. Like, I love Neville as a heel. He was one of the only guys that didn't walk into that gray area, mm-hmm. didn't play around in that tweener area. He was right. a bad, angry, scary man. And... He- I don't know. Uh-huh. I didn't like it. All right, so here's the deal. He can still be bad, angry, scary, uh, tough guy, Neville. But let's be real. Honestly, out of everybody in that cruiserweight division, he's one of the guys, if not probably – no, I'll say he's one of the guys that doesn't have to cheat 
to win. So why keep him a heel? I understand he's been a great, you know, you're right. He's been a fantastic heel. But now you look at over, you look over at Enzo Amore and you say to yourself again, what do we have over here? Somebody who everybody hates? Somebody who puts over the fact that he sells more merchandise than everyone else? So, come on, man. Let's be real, dude. This guy is made hate, to be hated. I, I hate that you sound so much like Enzo. I feel like I'm talking to Enzo and, man, wow. Missed. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I get it. I, I actually, I'm a fan of Enzo in the cruiserweight division. I guess this is kind of what I wanted. I wanted more story. I wanted like bigger characters, more three dimensional characters, but uh, what are you trying? I mean, it, all these guys are friends now, right? Like all the cruiserweights, they're all buddies. They no, just get no, along. Not at all. It, it's one of the situations where, um, you know, everybody hates him equally. So there's that understanding between everybody. I'm sure everybody's going to continue their feud, so on and so forth. But they banded together as cruiserweight brothers. It showed solidarity. And again, man, look, you know what's funny, though? We're supposed to we're going to we're supposed to hate this guy and Enzo Amore. And I have a feeling now the fans are going to even love him more because I there's nothing better than heel Enzo Amore. I love them as a heel over in NXT. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I have to see where this goes. My gut was just like, <laughs> it seems like a lot of work to try to get heat on Enzo. And I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll work. Maybe 205 Live will go up. Maybe the Cruiserweight division will have a resurgence. To me, it just kind of felt like, all right, you're all buddies. You're going to go out there and fight. Where's the animus? Do you, who wants to hurt each other? Is Neville also a good guy? I don't know. My my brain was spinning with a, a couple different wheels, I guess. Well, here's the deal. This 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 does two things. It opens up the uh, the opportunity for all the guys for for Enzo to run through the entire cruiserweight division one by one by one. Now, you know what would be really cool, Nick? God, if no, God, it's gonna no. happen, and he's he's gonna cheat, and he's gonna win yes, every freaking God. match until. Until, and this would be awesome, this is just, you know, fantasy booking, like I always say, wouldn't it be great if finally WWE is able to finalize um, an agreement to bring Rey Mysterio in, and he's the one that takes the belt from this guy at WrestleMania? I'm all about having Rey in the Cruiserweight division, no doubt about that. Uh, Here's the thing, I wonder, is, are they going to take the belt off Enzo? Was this, I mean, this was a definitive murderizing of this man at the hands of the Cruiserweights and Braun. We got to wrap this up here, but I will close on talking about is is this a, an excuse to get the belt off Enzo maybe do no. So, no you think they're going to keep it on him he's just going to be all bandaged up and limping here for a while Yep, he's going to win every match underhandedly. He's going to be a total heel. He's going to cheat to win. And the fact of the matter is that he's going to hold that belt, I believe, to WrestleMania. I think that's where the money is with him right now, man. I hope you are wrong. All right. Uh, we I've been uh, doing the new format here. We don't have time limits anymore, Ray. We pick at the end of each uh, match here. So we wrestled with Enzo. So in our match here where we grappled with Enzo, who won? Who what? What is the winner here? The winner? The winner are... Um, hmm, the winner is Enzo, I think. Even though he came out totally destroyed i think uh i think his character actually if it it means more now i I, actually you know what it's weird because we were on such opposite sides of the argument here but i actually do agree with you on that i think enzo is the big winner here all the focus is on enzo enzo got to stand in the ring and say awful things to everybody they couldn't touch Mm -hmm. him and yeah the losers are i hope i hope the losers aren't that division 205 live i hope this does spark something but just to me the back of my head, I don't know. This this felt a little odd. All right, let's talk about something else here that happened just outside Raw here. Match number two. What are we grappling with here? Well, let's grapple with the Bullet Club. What do we know? They're the hottest stable in wrestling. They're led by Kenny Omega. They have shirts available at Hot Topic. And, and here's the twist here. Last night, Cody, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, 
the villain Marty Skrull, Hangman Adam Page, they were all at a hot topic in Ontario, California, appearing, selling shirts, signing autographs. Well, it happens that Ontario, California was also the same place that Raw was being held last night. So last night, we got Cody, the Bucks, Skrull, and Page launching the hashtag BC Invasion. They took a bunch of people in Bullet Club merch right outside the arena uh, where oh, Raw awesome. was going. They had a megaphone, all kinds of photos and videos leaked, but ultimately they did not invade Raw. So Invasion, I, I think we have to say Invasion, fa- a fail, failed Invasion. Nah, we're talking about it. I mean, how is it possible they that it's a They didn't invade Raw. They did not. They, the Raw was not invaded. A, neither, neither did Degeneration X, technically. They never got in. They never invaded the w, um, the WCW at the time. They did not open those doors, uh, like Triple H said back in the day. Well, so but, listen, man, they but, made, they made, hey, they made some noise. We're talking about it right now, Nick. How could they lose? Well, but I look, I mean, yeah, sure, did they win? They created some buzz that way. I, I guess you're right, but I'm surprised they didn't let him in because I've talked to Eric at length about this. I'm going to talk to Eric here, maybe not today. I think we might record tomorrow, actually. But okay. he, uh, you know, he has said in retrospect. I wish I'd let him in. I think that he said that he was, like, busy. He was busy with segments and, like, didn't get wind of it until they'd already been told by security they had to leave. Because he, he said that if he'd have known, he would have been like, no, bring them onto the show. Like, he has openly said that. And so with Hunter, I mean, knowing they want to do something with Cody at Starcade, they've grandstanded that, they're there. You know you could probably do something to play ball, pick up the phone, call, call Joe I mean, I as soon as I saw Cody's post, I made it the top story on WrestleZone, and I mm-hmm. made it a point to tell Bill, we're covering this, every single tweet, every single video, until this thing's done, because let's let's try to create a t- awareness of this, because I wanted, I wanted them to be on the show. I was hoping they were going to get called in. Hey, Nick, can you do me a favor? Can you please ask Eric Bischoff, because I've always wanted to ask him this, actually. Sure. Can you ask him... What would have specifically happened if they did open the doors? Would the guys have shot on them? Uh, uh, I mean, you know, beat them up in real he, life, I he, guess you would he, say. He I mean, what me, would have happened? He told me they'd have all played ball. They're all friends, right? Like, yeah, but what about what about the guys backstage that don't that didn't want them to they be were there? All, you know what I'm saying? Dude, Eric has told me everybody was excited they were there. They thought it was cool. Oh, wow. I mean, look, you're talking about the, these guys all did the curtain call together. You're inviting DX to hang out with the NWO. Yeah, they'd have probably, I don't, who knows what would have happened, right? I mean, hindsight 2020, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, they'd have all got along. They'd have done something fun, right? They'd have figured it out. They'd have figured out a way to do business the right way. Just like Cody and the Bullet Club would have found some. I, I thought the most interesting part in all this, and I don't know mm-hmm. if it was planned or not, but Goldust and Finn Balor fade off, faced off last night. And that's yep. Cody's brother, and that's the former leader of the Bullet Club. And I just thought that was very intriguing that those two just happened to be grappling last night. Yeah, Cody was putting him over on Twitter, saying that they should have booked them, so on and so forth, which they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, winner and losers in the in the BC invasion here. Who won? Who lost? Dude, I'm telling you, I think ROH are the winners, man. We're talking about it now. There's a buzz about it. Now, it's kind of making me think. Wasn't there like some type of uh, gimmick on, on WWE.com where they asked the fans what they want to see on the WWE Network? Is there something that we don't know about? Is ROH going to be on the WWE Network? I don't think that. I, from all, everything I know, no. <laughs> like, okay. I, don't, I don't think that's the case. I, hey, I man, think, it's cool for fodder, brother. I, look, I'm just, I think that they got out there. I think that it, it, from what I've gathered, it sounded like they were out there for about an hour or so and then everybody took off i couldn't find any video past like the first hour raw was going on any original video or photos out there 
I, I would love a live report from somebody who was there to tell me how they wrapped it up. But once the videos and the photos stopped about, I don't know, an hour and a half before Raw was over, I was like, man, did they get taken backstage? I don't know. So you picked the winner. Here's ROH. I'll say losers. Here's WWE. They should have let them in. Absolutely should have let them in. That would have been some fantastic stuff here. Good right. business. Good Ma business. I Ma agree. Match number three. What are we grappling with here? Let's grapple with injuries. What do we know? Wrestlers. They get injured. Uh, WWE has confirmed that Jeff Hardy did, in fact, get injured last week on Raw in the scramble. Torres rotator cuff. He's going to require surgery. Sounds like he's going to be out about six months. Uh, mm -hmm. Last night, Matt Hardy was uh, tag-teaming with Kurt Angle's son, Jason Jordan. We'll get to Matt here in just a second. On the other side, uh, WWE, positive news here about Cesaro. Well, positive and uh, gross. Uh, yeah. at, at no mercy, his two top teeth were pushed into his upper jaw by three to four oh. millimeters. Pushed into his face uh the teeth are going to be removed they're going to be replaced with implants and he should be good to go as of like today like this moment he may be all ready to go so good news for cesaro there easy fix though that sounds painful as hell and uh jeff hardy here out is gonna be out for a while i i gotta tell you real quickly with the jeff hardy thing um and i know we keep harping on the whole broken gimmick but wouldn't this be again i don't know what the situation is with gfw or impact or whatever we're calling it right now but it would be the perfect time, you know, oh my God, Jeff Hardy screws his brother over again, gets injured. Why? Because he's a spot monkey. That's that's why Matt Hardy became broken last time. They lost the tag team titles in TNA because Jeff Hardy got hurt and they had to drop the titles. That was the thing that actually pushed the broken gimmick. And this is why Matt Hardy became broken. Now, if they can negotiate something with Impact, TNA, or GFW, whoever owns it right now, I'm not even sure at this point in juncture. Maybe you can ask that later. But, um, but yeah, man, um, I think this would be the final opportunity to have Matt Hardy finally come in as that broken gimmick the right way. Uh. Yeah, one can hope. I, I don't know what value Vince sees in something he didn't create like that. Um, so, I mean, maybe. Uh, I think GFW is dealing with their own uh, kettle of fish at the moment. But Cesaro is still going to be handsome, right? You're C telling me? Yeah, Cesaro will be fine. Cesaro Chamber okay. will be fine. But, uh, yeah, with uh, with Matt, I, I don't know if you I, – recreate himself again. I don't know if you need to exactly do the same thing here. Maybe this is an opportunity for Matt to get creative all over again. So, sure. uh, in these injuries, uh, we have a couple injuries here. Who's the biggest winner in these injuries? biggest winner i guess we would uh, have to say cesaro wins because he's no longer injured and jeff is lost because he is in fact injured right now hey you know what the biggest winner if everything falls through the way i think they could do it maybe it could be matt hardy could be interesting take here uh all right last thing here match number four what are we grappling with here let's grapple with gabe sapolsky he's the booker for, for evolve learn from paul Heyman, and currently evolve is being sued by flow slam uh yesterday fightful uh, website covering professional wrestling, uh, got a hold of a leaked email that was supposedly sent from a member of the, uh, that was supposedly sent from Gabe to the Evolve locker room. Um, they've since confirmed it. Like, the email is legitimate here, and he says that they're in a transition period and referring to Flow Slam, uh, talks about, uh, you know, his time in NXT and how guys need to make their lockups and their moves uh, generally mean more. Uh, they talk. He talks about selling differently for the size of your guys. There's a line here I wrote down. Don't do cool stuff for the sake of cool stuff. Everything should be about winning the match. I'm not saying don't do cool stuff, but don't do it just to do it. Uh, he also says that Ch Chris Dickinson is someone he's been writing with. Uh, that's going to be filtering now to the talent, his ideas. Uh, he challenges the wrestlers to break their routines. He goes over the general evolve locker room rules. No swearing, be nice to kids, that kind of thing. And he says that there are only... Three wrestlers to a room in the hotels. Uh, don't invite more people into the room. Don't just bring 
a guy who rode, drove you to the show as a friend or something like that into the room. It's, it crowds the rooms up. They do three wrestlers to a room. So, uh, I don't, I mean, the merits of this as news. Is this news, Ray? I mean, it's a leaked email, right? Yeah. This is very... This is very political. This feels like uh, the Mueller trial or something here, you know. My, I, I don't. I don't. I think it's fake news. No, I'm kidding. I, I think I don't think it's news at all, dude. Um, when when you were talking about it, I didn't want to seem to be like a jerk or anything, but I was gonna be like, all right, who cares? I mean, he's just kind of breaking down the way business should be run in the back, um, so on and so forth. I don't think it's news. I mean, I guess it's news because it leaked. But other than that, I, I don't see anything wrong. Unless unless hey, it would have been news if he was trashing everybody and saying, you know, everybody sucks. But he didn't do that, so no, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, and that's the thing is that's the debate I had with a couple people over this is like what because we ran it on wrestles. I mean, it was out there. Everybody was talking about it, right? Right. Around. But is this news? I don't know. You know, I heard Gabe was like, from what I heard, Gabe was like pretty upset about it, right? Like he thought about not wanting to run evolve and book and stuff like that. I heard, and you know, uh, I don't know. It, it's a very sensitive time for everybody here. We're gonna have to wait for this case to play out. I'm fascinated to see what happens here between Flow Slam and WWE Live. Somebody, somebody did something wrong here. Oh yeah, right. No. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that until we find everything out. But as far as this is concerned, to me, not news. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, I, I don't think there's winners or losers here because you know, not really news. Um, well, we're, we're winners. We have something to talk about. That's true. We win the game, Ray, and you all won the game too because you found WrestleZone Daily here. We on WrestleZone Radio on iTunes. Go subscribe. It's absolutely free. Leave a nice comment. Leave a nice rating. All those things. Um, we will be back tomorrow with the daily. Uh, my co-host will be former WWE super, uh, former former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas. Uh, we have the Raw Rebellion up right now. That's Ross and uh, Matt Ryan from Capital Wrestling. They're up uh, over on WrestleZone Radio. Also, uh, use the hashtag #WZDaily. I'll be back with Sean Waltman on Friday. We'll be reading your tweets and asking Sean whatever questions you have. Bischoff on Wrestling will be up tomorrow. Uh, like I said, Liz and I are going to go cover a huge Shimmer and Rise co-promoted event here in Chicago. Uh, it is a movie and wrestling double night feature. It rolls over from Friday to Saturday night. So Friday night, I will be at the Music Box Theater with Liz covering their red carpet uh, ceremony. I think this is the first time they're going to be showing this film uh, about women's wrestling. A lot of the women I'm told are going to be in their gear walking the red carpet. I have no idea what to expect. We're going to live Ooh. stream. We're going to live stream it on WrestleZone's Facebook page. So tune in Friday night. Um, and then Saturday they're doing a a co-promoted wrestling event. So Friday night's the movie. Saturday night's the event. Uh, the event is happening in Chicago on the North Side. You can go find out more info. The event is called Life, Love, and Lady Wrestling. It's over on Eventbrite. Again, that's Life, Love, and Lady Wrestling over on Eventbrite. Uh, I will be back next month doing commentary for Black Label Pro for their Darkest Timeline Championship Tournament Phase 2. That's October 21st. Go find Black Label Pro on Facebook. And, of course, last but not least, Viva La Wrestling 3. Going down November 19th, I will be dropping the official poster for VLR 3 tomorrow at Viva La Wrestling. It is going to be awesome. I love what we have named this show, and I am very, very excited to share this with you tomorrow. So, at Viva La Wrestling over on Twitter, I'm at WZ Rebel, and Ray, 
What would you like to plug, promote, put over here to wrap up WZ Daily today? Hey, Nick, as usual, thank you for having me on. I, I always love coming on every single month here. Um, anyway, by the way, guys, hey, if you want to see some more of my stuff, guys, go to OneWrestling.com or YouTube backslash OneWrestlingVideo, the home of the legendary Bill Apter. Give me a follow on Twitter at Big Ray Show. Give Bill a follow at After One Wrestling. Tell him, uh, you know, I sent I sent you guys over there. Also, guys, I do a lot of stuff over with our good friend Ben Hameen over at Hacker Hameen. Just uh, search Hacker Hameen anywhere. You listen to your favorite audio content, you know. And hey, listen, guys, I thank you so much. I always say this. I would do this for a living, but if I couldn't, I'd do it anyway. Why? Because I love talking wrestling, and I love being here with you guys on your WZ Daily. Thank you, Nick.